History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast, rated this week number one on the All Games Radio Network. We are every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Yes, congratulations (laughs) to us. Uh, I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from deep within Groznygrad is none other than Mr. Jamalias. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very good, Fred. And tonight's show not only is sponsored by um, Snake in a Can food, (laughs) but it's also sponsored by the B-Team podcast which will be following straight off this show. Ah, yes, yes. The B-Team has uh, moved to Tuesday nights for, uh, you know, no reason in particular. And uh, we'll be, uh, <laughs> we will now be, I guess I would say opening for them, but we open for them uh, no more than uh, 42 Level 1 opens for us. We are just part of, uh, I think Chip was going to call it the Tuesday night tirade. We shall see. And... <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm on that show, so I am fucking biased. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but tonight's a big episode because we are talking about Metal Gear Solid 3. Now, it is Tuesday, September 1st, 2015. Metal Gear Solid 5, the apparent final chapter in the Metal Gear Solid series, and definitely, probably, I would guess, the final chapter in the Big Boss uh, storyline of Metal Gear um, is out. Yeah. So we are going to be discussing that. I'm still eagerly anticipating my limited edition to come, uh, but uh, it's a very limited edition indeed, so I'm just happy I got one. But so limited, it has no DLC codes. <laughs> yes, so that had to digitally be sent to me. I noticed that as well. Um, but, uh, but it does have a fucking arm. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, so we are going to be talking about Metal Gear 3, and I do want to... Uh, address a couple of things real quick and this is just for uh, game clubs moving forward so a couple of people give me some feedback and I do thank you guys for giving them to me and anytime please reach out and give them to me um, which is that on the game clubs we were often talking about the plot maybe a little too much uh, almost as if assuming and we've always said this that the person doesn't play the game well I think the better way to do it is kind of what I did this month which was I did a no commentary completely in the blind playthrough and especially with Metal Gear 3 that game ended up being 14 and a half hours uh, in the gameplay footage, and it's only about half of that is gameplay. You know, most of it's the cutscenes. Because, yeah. Jam, you said you could knock it out in about seven hours without cutscenes. So. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah, which is funny. I wonder why we all criticize Metal Gear 4 for having so many cutscenes when it's pretty apparent this is a consistency in, this, in these games. Mm. Um, but that'll allow you to get your hands on the story, and it probably tells it better than we would anyway. So what we're doing instead is this is kind of an informed discussion about it. But... What we will do is something I think we tend to do very well, which is kind of explain the context, both within the Metal Gear Solid series as a whole, and also just in perspective, right? That's kind of the biggest thing with Metal Gear, is even though 1 and 2 really are a different arc than 3, they very much are... You know, actually, I'd say they're three different eras. They are the beginning of the three different eras of Snake. Um, you know, they they are still connected in many ways. The gameplay is sequelized, even if the plot is not. So, anyway, that's kind of how we're going to tackle it. And do remember, um, uh, 
and 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 remember that we are going to start doing game clubs after this one as extra credits. Yeah. Uh, so should I announce that now instead of the yeah. end of the show? Okay. Now. Our game club this coming up month is going to be a precursor for the for, for Halloween time. Mm-hmm. For the fall, we're going to get a scary game in there, have some fun with it. It's also a short game. A lot yeah. of us are going to be playing this really long fucking Metal Gear game, so we don't have a whole lot of free time on our hands. So it's also going to be broken into two parts because there are two different games, but they're technically the same game. So that game is going to be... Dot, dot, jam? Clock Tower. Yes, Clock Tower. <laughs> Koraku Tower. Uh, the first fear, specifically. And the reason why we designate the first fear is if you get Clock Tower in the US or the UK, you are actually picking up Clock Tower 2, which was on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Uh, Clock Tower, the first fear, first came about on Super Famicom. There is a fan translation. Feel free to pick it up. It's the only way you're going to play it. What? It's a good fan translation. It's a good fan translation. Translation talk. <laughs> it's a good. You're fan good. Translation. <laughs> yes, it's it's a very uh, fantastic fan translation. I do have a flashcard for the SNES, so I will be uh, being able to capture the fan translation for you. It's quite a short game, but I'm gonna play it. The gameplay might be a little weird watching it through my perspective, but you're welcome to if you don't want to play the game because it's a point and click game and it's trial and error. So I might die a lot, yes. but even <laughs> if you're trial and erroring your way you can kind of get through that game in about two or three hours. Um, Maybe stretch it to four or five, but most people get through it pretty quick. So that's why it's not going to take too long. And so um, we'll get that extra credit out in a couple of weeks. And then they remade it for the PlayStation 1. Clock Tower, the first fear as well. Also, and they were all done by the same developer, Human Entertainment. Um, That fan translation came out earlier this year. So we're going to be tackling that enhanced fan translation, which only elongates the game a little bit, and mostly due to cutscenes. Um, but we're going to just be talking about those in separate um, extra credits. And then at the end of that one, we will announce October's, the true blue Halloween game. So um, just to give you guys an idea of what's going on with that. So, um, but, uh, but all right. So uh, last but not least, we've had some, uh, um, some, Listener mail come in. Lots of Sega CD stuff. Guys, thank you very much. I now have eight entries. I think that's plenty to make a good top ten list. I'm going to be getting that going. It should come out sometime this week, probably at the later end of the week. And then hopefully within the next five to ten days, Cron CD Episode 1 will be available. So that that's that's coming about. Uh, that's getting going full bore. I've actually installed the, uh, the video editor on my laptop, and I take my laptop to work every day so I can work on it a little bit and get stuff knocked out. So... Um, and then we also have, uh, somebody wrote a really awesome article about pinball games and some of the best pinball games that you may not be familiar with. His name's Micah. He wrote, wrote into the show. And so I'm going to be sharing that as well. So just stay tuned on the site. Uh, and on that note, I apologize. Uh, I was at PAX, you know, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about it, but for the past like five days, I have been just really fucking busy. And as a result, um, things didn't go live on the site as quick as I'd have liked them to. So you're going to get a rushed Metal Gear Solid 3 review and um, jammed this amazing, which version do you play? Because he played all five versions of it. <laughs> um, I, missed, I didn't play the PS3 HD version. But that's, that's the only they one. are identical. Bluepoint <laughs> did the port and Bluepoint did the fantastic yeah. port of Titanfall on the 360. I feel very yeah. certain that they are identical or at least near identical. So, yeah. And if you want to see that version, I played through that version 
version on the video. So that's also something you can check out. It's seven videos long, each one about 90 to 120 minutes. Um, no commentary, uh, no deaths. So I've edited all the deaths out. I only died like a handful of times, but I edited all the deaths out. I was very happy at the end of the game, though. I never died on, you know, any of the bosses at the end boss rush. Nice. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so those articles will go live tonight. Then tomorrow, this podcast will go live. And then I keep tackling whether or not to do the story so far. It's such a huge undertaking and I keep editing it that I think I just need to just let it go and realize that that Metal Gear story is so fucked that if you care that much, there's probably someone who did it much better than I did. But you guys tell me if I get a bunch of feedback saying, I'd really like to see it. I will wade through that 6,000 article pay a 6,000 word article and kind of clean it up but uh, anyway um but with that uh i think we should uh delve into uh what do you say jam should we delve right into metal gear solid 3 i think we should Absolutely. crap Hold on. Sorry. Jam was helping me get ready for a musical interlude. Here we go. Much harder to do live than uh, <laughs> than the alternative, but anyway. Um, all right, so Metal Gear Solid Three. Metal Gear Solid Three is uh, obviously the third game in the Metal Gear Solid series. And Jam, when was your first time playing Metal Gear Solid Three? Were you in at the ground floor? I pretty much, yeah, I was pretty much. Um, is the, but at least the, yeah, the week of release, uh, I was. I guess I was, I was almost finishing university at the time when this came out. Um, and I, I, it was kind of a, I think I've mentioned this before on the show, when, sort of post-Judy, when I wasn't huge in this game, but I was always a big <laughs> fan of the Metal Gear Solid series. So this is like a game that, yeah, it's like I wasn't going to miss out on this one. Yeah, definitely. And actually, I have to be honest with you, I uh, <clears throat> never really was into the Metal Gear series. I think we talked really? about it on the MSX to MGS episode. Mm. <clears throat> Metal Gear never clicked with me. So I never played any of the games. And then... A bunch of people picked up Metal Gear Solid 3. And it's funny because you have these conversations. And if you've never played these games, and it's possible you haven't, you'll yeah. still have these today. You'll hear people talk about them. So we're going to kind of shed some light on this context. But people go, oh, my God, because you know how awesome one was. And you're like, uh-huh. You know, you don't want to tell them you didn't play. And then they're like, and then you know the shit show that was too. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely know the shit show that was <laughs> Well, they fuck it up, man. They switch it around. Then on three, man, it's like a return to form. You know, it's like it's like the first one, only better. And it like learns from two, but it doesn't do that shit that Twin Snakes did. And I'm just like <laughs> going crazy. And they're like, plus, fucking Big Boss, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That's what most people said to me. They said effing Big Boss. That's the most, <laughs> that's the most common slogan you heard about this game. Um, and I was actually, uh, you know, a lot of people don't remember this, but there was a lot of crazy, you know, the internet was a was a 
was a fury at this time. There was a lot of crazy thoughts yes. of like, oh God, what's Kojima going to do this time? Yeah. Uh, what in the world could this be? We see Snake in the, you know, Snake, the first Metal Gear game is in 80, what, 93, I think, in the, in the Metal Gear timeline. And we're already into, what, 1999 when we do Metal Gear Solid 2? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, where are we going to go with this? Plus, and I mean, it's not really, it doesn't really matter, but with the way that Metal Gear 2 ends, I'm just not bringing it up because I don't want to retell that story. The crazy way Metal Gear 2, Solid 2 ends, like, where do they go from there? And so you now see Snake in the woods, in the jungle, in the 60s, like in all the trailers and the reveals. And people are like, what the fuck? Are they messing with time travel? What are they doing? Um, you know, and then the more pragmatic people were like, oh, it's just Big Boss. It's the origin of Big Boss. <laughs> Makes well, sense. I, I was one of the suckers. I kind of, for some reason, I thought it was um, Solid Snake still. I don't know why. It just, it's just that, yes, because that's what you're used to. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, and Fortinguard is saying MGS2 is the hype of shit. Actually, I personally mm. do like Metal Gear Solid 2. Jam, you're on the fence. And I, I actually really do like Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, and, but I say I think um, other games in the series would be more hyped. Uh, cough, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 <laughs> compared to these other ones. But Yeah, well, when he uh, when, when Fortinguard says hypest, he means like it's like really good or something like that. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, to be fair, uh, Metal Gear Solid... Time has been nice to Metal Gear Solid 2. People are tending to like yes. it more now that the whole flip-flop is there. But what I meant is I didn't want to get into all the crazy story parallels and shit that they do when you you know the ending when you become the cyborg ninja anyway uh like i said we're not going to get into it but um (laughs) but this kind of restarts everything right kojima doesn't have to uh tell that tale although it should be noted that kojima did not originally start off in the development of this so really yes metal gear solid 3 uh released november 17th 2004 by konami um and uh no, he did not start off as the original director for this. So he was not on this project. Um, I'm sure he consulted, uh, especially because of what happens basically partially mm. into development. They're like, it's fucking, it's falling apart. Kojima's like, no, 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 I'm taking this over. He kind of revamps it from the ground up and makes it into the game it is. So it very much is his. But I think the idea of going back and being big boss and telling that tale And if you don't know the whole series, I really recommend you go listen to Jam and my um, dissection. We've got some broad overview with our whole Metal Gear podcast from way back when that I did with Trees. But that Mm -hmm. was more talking about gameplay and craziness of the story as opposed to really just delving into... I don't know. I guess it's a, this is a little more in depth, but Big Boss is kind of the progenitor of all these things, right? He was in the original Metal Gear on MSX and uh, NES. You know, he was like your leader... And uh, he ended up becoming the the person responsible for Outer Heaven. He was the turncoat, the big enemy. And then he kind of continues to be the enemy all the way up to, to a certain extent, Metal Gear Solid 4. Until mild spoilers at the end of that one, you know, they both kind of come to terms with each other and, you know, are at peace together. But, um, you know, for the most part, this was starting the timeline, right? This is where it all starts. Yeah, Um, resetting. Yes, and uh, one of the biggest things that people had a problem with with Metal Gear Solid 2, one of the first things is that you play as Raiden. You do not play as Snake, not really, except for the tanker scene in the beginning. Um, And then they keep fucking with you because they keep showing you Snake. I mean, I know he doesn't come out and say he's Snake, but we know he's Snake, right? um, That's right, yeah. But uh, And then to boot, um, 
you don't know who to trust about anything that happens in two. Two is all about just like, is this even real? You know, and so it, that was that was very difficult for for gamers. I also love the fact that pretty much everybody has come to terms with the fact that Raiden is supposed to be us. We're the mm. big whiny gamers that bitch about everything, <laughs> and that's he was throwing that in our faces, and um, and that's fair. Um, but this kind of removed all that, right? You know you're big boss. You know you're a badass. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know your snake, right? Is that your snake is, again? Yeah. Yes. Um, you're a version of snake. You are the you are the original snake. Um, you know, and then uh, and then they did a lot of things. So, Jam, um, just to talk a little bit about the game mechanics and things like that. Uh, what did you think jumping right into it? Well, I would loved how different it was from all the other games because what we were used to up to this point was kind of like that whole techno, kind of Jap- very Japanese um, technology-inspired type theme with all of them, whereas it's, everything was all grey and metal-y. Um, and it was just when they just announced it was all in the jungle now, it just felt refreshing, really, to be, do something, just to see something new. Right, well, and I don't know about you, but like for me, there was the whole concept of the jungle, like the yeah. jungle, you know, and you'd see in those early demos because uh, they had these these demo reels, which were really just like kind of movies to show it off. But snakes crawling around. He's there's multiple paths everywhere. He's going through the woods. It's more open, yeah, yeah. The camouflage system. Um, this is not running through buildings, which was all you really did in the first two games and VR missions to a certain extent. Right. That was how it you was all close cover. quarters as well as like corridors and just um, and. Everything just felt different in terms of that they got rid of the. I like, I like the fact that they removed. I, I initially really liked the fact they got rid of the you know, the cone radar thing. If that makes sense. You know, when you're you're looking at uh-huh. the radar more than actually the game. <laughs> yeah, cone vision or whatever. Yeah, at this point, the whether you can or not, the game assumes you know how they can see you. It's a little light with the camo um again i'll reference some things in the video in the beginning of my video i managed to uh the first area you go into where you sneak in and find uh what is it reznikov or whoever Uh, sokolov yeah sokolov sorry reznikov is the the leader but anyway (laughs) when you go find rendezvous with sokolov i literally was walking at that guy's feet to get to the ladder like if you uh, to get to the top of the that's how i went in i came in on the side climbed the ladder on the side of the building and dropped in so um if you get that camo system up to 90 95 percent and you don't move and he's looking right at you i mean Unless they step on you, which they absolutely can, um, you're well, doing pretty tummy good. Rumble. <laughs> or you're yes. Um, I had learned my lesson on that after getting my head blown <laughs> off uh, the first time through with an upset stomach. That I I think very rarely did my stomach gargle in this playthrough. And any time it did, you'll see I pause immediately and feed myself. I always had enough food. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it felt so real i guess i don't know it felt like it was just getting closer to being more of a reality it's Um, it's a lot more immersive with all these different mechanics you know like that like the healing system where you had to you're literally patching yourself up with bandages and mm -hmm. you're removing bullets with a knife and you have to learn it you have to know that like everybody knows it by now but like (laughs) bullets you carve it out with the knife then you heal it then you you disinfect it you stip dick and then you uh bandage up with a bone or with a broken bone you would need to um splint it and stitch it you know and things like that or not stitch it splint it and bandage it stitches with uh deep cut wounds and stuff like that so 
Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but it also looked great. This mm. game looks fantastic on the PS2. Oh yeah. Would, would you agree? Like I mean I it totally looks, agree with that, yeah. It looks pretty fucking stellar in the HD upgrades, mm. but when you go back to the PS2 and especially if you compare it to games of its time, it it's far and away blows away most things that were out in 2004. Mm. Um very very stunning. Um it also had a holiday release date, so everybody played this basically around Christmas time. Do you recall that, Jim? Or it, maybe it, was it releasing Christmas? Right? Well, for America, I didn't yeah, for America, for yeah, yeah, I know it came out in the new year for Japan. So I bet you guys did get it later. Um, but anyway, I also wanted to point out. Uh, here we go. Um, Doing fact checking. You guys <laughs> got it March fourth, two thousand five. Yeah, that sounds more like so, it. Yeah, you got it a little bit mm. later. So, so Jam was playing this in the springtime. Yep. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I do want to point this out, and Jam, since you played all five versions, we'll be talking about this a little bit, but I feel that the original version with the fixed camera angles and the f- the forced use of first person and holding so many different buttons, and to be fair, you do this in every part of this game. Like, regardless oh, yeah. of what version you play, you're holding a bunch of buttons. You talk about that pretty extensively in your version article. Um, uh or not extensively, but specifically. Yeah. Um, the first version is very hard to take in. You could do it, and we all oh, did. Yeah. Uh, that was the first version I played of it. I got this game holiday 2004. I think I forgot to mention that in my story, but I jumped in. This was my first Metal Gear game I played um, straight through, like to the end. And mm-hmm. uh, I got it 2004, and I just remember, man, you it, you had to be a patient soul. Especially if you had to learn all this stuff, like as you had to learn it, as you had to learn the camouflage system, as you had to learn all this stuff. I didn't use a guide in any way. It was it was very jarring at the beginning. Hmm. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, I think this game is. I mean, people like to say it's easier, but I think it's more manageable with uh, with the subsistence camera controls. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's um. Well, the uh, what I think what I ha- what the problem was is uh, which I, I touched in on the article was the in the original I think it was using the same engine as the previous game Metal Gear Solid Two, so it's kind of like it was kind of assuming that you're still roaming kind of like tight corridors, and the problem I mean some people do I I've spoken to a few people since writing that actually and they actually seriously don't mind that camera control, but for me it just really didn't sit well with me. I just did I just didn't like the idea of having to consistently um, stop gaze the area start again i guess it's because i'm kind of especially these days i'm more of a busy gamer i don't have time just to hang around anymore and just take everything in well, that's what pump some people say to me i do think it does have to do with um possibly where you got started in the series although yeah. am i correct you got started with solid one like you yeah yeah I, okay. I, I was ps1 Yep. So so that doesn't always hold true. I do think part of it comes down to preference. Uh, a great example of this is that you and I, we happen to agree on this, but um, not ever, many don't. Uh, we like the old control system of Resident Evil. Now, again, yeah. for some reason, that tends to be a little bit more of the classic gamer likes the tank controls, but... Um, but I think it's the same way where there are certain people who are like, well, the essence of Metal Gear was this this PS2 pre-subsistence version. I know that uh, Shane Bettenhausen has always said that subsistence made the game too easy and it's kind of broken that way. And while he likes both of them, he prefers um, 
the uh, the original version. And a lot of people have thrown this one in my face, although I don't think it's apples to apples, which is that um, how can I be complaining of twin snakes having the first person perspective uh. Uh, at, at, and, and having the new camera angles make the game so easy and, and have a problem with it, whereas I don't have a problem with it in MGS3, to which I say, well, the first-person perspective wasn't even a part of the weapon usage in Metal Gear Solid 1, whereas the weapon usage and first-person are essential parts of the non-subsistence version of Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, I don't see how else you could do it. But, uh, again, it's just schools of thought. Everybody can kind of do what they want. Hmm. but um Cosmos says were there any mgs games on the wii yeah and andy points it out technically you could stick your gamecube disc in it yes if you want to play the the relatively oh, yeah, pretty but in my opinion very inferior uh twin snakes that is absolutely an option on the wii but otherwise no um but uh anyway um but uh yeah i like i said metal gear solid 3 comes out and it just seemed to tick all the boxes right oh i think the other thing was a lot of people complained about the low number of boss battles many of which were cut from metal gear 2 Mm -hmm. i think there were two or three bosses cut out of metal gear solid 2 um this kind of returned to your classic formula a clan of bosses you know um very distinct you got a lot this time around you I would say this game is boss battle to boss battle. Yeah. Uh, a- after a certain point, the soldiers become almost trivial. Mm. I don't know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Well, yeah, no, no, I agree. But I say I, it's like, I, I didn't really mind it too much in two because at least the boss battles you did have were memorable. In this one, I would dare say that there are a few boss battles that, that do, like you just kind of say, they are a bit throwaway and they're not, they just don't have that kind of Metal Gear flavor as much oh, as some. Oh, I'd say there's at least three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm saying at least. Uh, and it we is will a debatable to topic because some people would certainly argue that each boss battle has its own unique twist on it. Although we'll get to it. We'll get because we'll, we'll, we're going to cover probably the bosses, aren't we? So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much boss to boss. As we progress through the storyline, though, we will mention. Um, uh, you know, kind of some of the areas just to see what, you know, yeah. I don't know. Again, you'll see how we do it. it it'll, it'll make sense and it'll be pretty free form. Um, <clears throat> also, um, <clears throat> I should point out uh, a couple of people are talking about it. So, <clears throat> excuse my throat, um, <clears throat> is uh, the great song Snake Eater. Maybe a lot of people don't like it, but in the least, it's throwback to Bond uh, was absolutely excellent. And I, I've played it on many shows i think it was on top scores was a volume two or one probably uh, two. One. That one's oh, it was one okay um and uh and of course i'll play it at the end of this show not the whole thing but just a little bit <laughs> um but uh uh and, and yes to a certain extent and and fortengard's talking uh about this although he's wrong uh, he says that uh, <laughs> yeah. mgs2 is only good boss battle is solidus he may be right there but he says and he is better than the boss bullshit the boss is probably my favorite character in all. Uh, well, it's a great boss battle, but it, she is also my favorite character in probably all of Metal Gear. I would probably agree with you there. I, I agree. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Statement. And there's no wrong answer in your favorite no. person. So Jam, or sorry, Jam, Fortengard, <laughs> you are absolutely correct if you want to believe Solidus. I don't think you're going to be the popular vote, but there is an argument that can be made for any and every boss uh, in Metal Gear. Um, well, Except for, 
Yeah. Okay. I'll give it to everybody for right now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the last thing I want to mention was the introduction of, it was always there, but it's really there in this one. The introduction of the complex CQC. Yeah. I can never get <laughs> CQC in any of these games. How about you? I mean, I got. I think I got better of it with the multiple playthroughs in this mm. um, for, for the game leading up to this game club. But certainly, when I initially played this game and my first pl- few playthroughs, I was terrible. Still, it's just it's it's not very simple. <laughs> it's no, it's, it, it, they streamline it a little bit for four, but again, yeah. we're not talking about four. Three no. is very complicated. Again, very complex. Uh, like I remember uh, on the. Um, and again, we'll talk about this when it comes about, but on the uh, Volgan fight, they say when yeah. he shoots his electricity, the best way to handle him is to run up and throw him to the ground CQC style. Well, you have to run up to him, make sure you're behind him, make sure he hasn't turned around yet, do a 360 with the D-pad, wrap it up with the circle button, and then throw him to the ground. And then you've got to know to switch to your gun and shoot him in the face. That's mm-hmm. a little complex. <laughs> Um, my bullshit way of beating him in the video is much better where you just, I'll talk about it when we get to there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, and, and so I never, I've never been good at CQC. I'm okay in the second game or in, in four. I think you have to be for vamp, but, mm-hmm. uh, in three, I'm terrible. Uh, one time do I get uh, outsmart the boss. Now the boss is the hardest version of CQC, but she's also the only one where you really have to use it. And then of course, most of the bosses kind of want you to use it in the no kill method of beating the game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what is the pacifist run? I think is what people call it. So, um, well, they, that's kind of, they kind of introduced in Metal Gear 2, so you could they go through the entire game without killing anybody. Right, and then they kind of integrated it into mm. uh, kind of the gameplay, but mostly the boss battles of Metal Gear 3, right? There's always a trick yeah. to get somebody, um, uh, always a way to weed them out, and even with stuff like the pain... Uh, there's a hidden path where you can figure out, and I do try to show in the video where you can do stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So, anyway, Cosmo says, "Should I get Snake Eater on the 360?" Yes, you should get Snake Eater anyway. But if that's the <laughs> if that's the way you can get it, I'm, uh, Jam, am I correct? It's a perfectly good port. Yeah, it's a fine port. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I can I can touch on uh, um. If, if if any version of this game that you get um is is completely fine to be honest even if uh, uh, the only the version i said in my which I might as well spoil it on this podcast the kind of the definitive version of this game if you want the the best possible experience in my opinion you need to get the subsistence version on ps2 but the problem is is that probably is the most expensive version because that's the hardest one to find so you know it's pretty cheap in america really 20, 25 it's, bucks i don't think it's that's too bad really hard to get over here i i was lucky to get the version i've got so yeah no in america i think you should be pretty good so all right um, no, so not so bad in america but but yeah um all right well do you want to just kick off the campaign yeah let's go for it all right so we're gonna get started in the jungle
right. Uh, and Jam, um, six mm-hmm. bucks. Six bucks disc six only bucks. for the subsistence version. <laughs> um, and then uh, 18 uh, for the cheapest ones on eBay right now to get subsistence complete in box. So, mm-hmm. yes. Now, Fortingard's talking about the bonus version. That's the limited edition that had... Um, All that, yeah. It had kind that's of a making of... Oh, yeah. that's the only version you got. Okay, then mm-hmm. that's why that's very expensive. Yeah. That's a little bit more here, but it still goes for about 40 mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can get it yeah, right now we did, for We never about, got your – because you got a like a free pack version, didn't you, which, is, which comes with the – It's other, basically the, the HD version of the disc. No, yeah. no, the three pack is terrible. It's uh, subsistence but disc one only. It doesn't even yeah. have the Metal Gear remakes and stuff. Yeah. So, no, mm-hmm. I'm talking about we released the limited edition, which has, like, the making of documentary and the write-in stuff and all this mm-hmm. stuff. That version is not the version of subsistence that uh, we normally got. Uh, that's the limited edition. So Yeah. But anyway, so that version's still a little expensive. It's around 80 bucks these days mm-hmm. if you're trying to get it. You can grab it for about 50 if you're lucky. But anyway. Um, but, uh, oh, there you go. So, there you go. Anyway. All right. So... When we start off, uh, so we've got the boss, uh, uh, or Big Boss, but he's not known as Big Boss. He is, I mean, I guess technically known as John. Oh, it's um, Jack. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's Jack. <laughs> John's the smallest snake, yeah. No, 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 John is what, um, no, there's a joke in that. At the very end of, uh, of the game, when he's yeah. talking to Ocelot, Ocelot oh, asks it, him his yeah. name, and he says John. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the idea that maybe that's where... He comes up with the idea to name Solid Snake that. But anyway, yes, he is Jack. I apologize. Um, but we know him better as Naked Snake or Snake, basically. Um, and this is just kind of like an intro area to get you used to your surroundings. Uh, Jam, did you go back the way you came and found all the, the early stun grenades and stuff like that that are hidden in the game? Well, at, the be- at the beginning, in that opening section. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've done that part. Yeah. yeah, you can go you can go do that. But for the most part, you don't even really... You're kind of introduced to everything, and you don't even really have access to... You don't really take on enemies in any way other than some pretty mean gators. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've got the gay a bit. Avoid them. So <laughs> uh, most people die to start with. <laughs> yes, and actually it was so funny because I knew to avoid them, but I die in my video and I had to keep the death in there because it was so funny. I just yeah. forgot I was in quicksand and just walked to my death. Yeah, um, I did that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sinking so, about. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it gets used to the camo system, I guess, a little bit. You kill some snakes for some unknown reason, you know, and you pick up the rations and things like that. Um, did you initially eat anything just to see what it did? There was no real need to at the beginning because your stamina was just full. And this right. first section is really short. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and it's in a very short period of time that uh, you come upon uh, some enemies. Uh, and I was talking to you about this off the air. I have to say this. This whole jungle sequence as a whole... Mm-hmm. It's not bad, like, especially with the enemy encounters, but it's kind of fucking bullshit. I have no idea where to go. I look clumsy as shit on the video. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to tell where to go, and the map doesn't start using X's to kind of point your way until later in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's annoying. Uh, they also throw some weird stuff at you, like the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, the bridge is a pain in all versions of the game. <laughs> the bridge is not only a pain, and, and what people, yeah, just in case people don't know what we're talking about, we'll just throw that out there. A big suspension bridge over a waterfall. This yeah. can be most problematic in your no-kill playthrough. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you're trying to be a pacifist, you can actually accidentally knock a guy off just based off of the alert. 
um, or the a wrongly placed stun grenade. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you're supposed to. Am I correct that the method they want you to do is? You get whatever camouflage, I think it's chocolate chip, that gets you across the thing with like 65% camo or whatever. And you just kind of crawl on his heels until you get to the other side. And then if you cut right, you can kind of get hidden before he notices you and sneak that way. Is that how they want you to do it? The Well, the mate, if you get to this point stealthily, you can shoot the beehive and then... Um... That That's drops on the guard, then he then he runs across the bridge, and then the other guys run as well, and then the plate the route is clear. So. <laughs> That's right. That is how you do it. Um, mm. And there's but all kinds you, of tricks like that. But if you go into the section with alert on, though, you miss that part. So so you have to you have to kind of enter the area in st- with with nobody alerted or even in caution mode. Right, right. And I did okay there, but. Somehow I crossed the bridge without shooting the beehive. I think I shot it the first time and then didn't do it the second time. Anyway, um, because spoilers, you will come back to this area in a minute. Um, But your first thing is you're trying to save Sokolov. So uh, you kind of crawl through a couple of different areas. I don't know. You come up on some guys. You see alternative routes. Uh, I I don't know about you, Jim, but I've noticed if you stick to the right, you're probably pretty good. Mm -hmm. Just follow the right and keep going straight. Uh, You eventually come to a red brick building that's guarded by a couple of guys, but they're very generous with where these guys are placed, where they patrol. And if you stay on perimeters, you can all, I mean, you can almost avoid having to be seen unless you're just sitting there doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Um, you know, and then you eventually just get to Sokolov. And this is the part I talked about where there's a ladder on the side of the building that I just climbed up and over. Um, how about you? Did you have a different methodology of attacking this well, for the, for the building section, I kind of just um, played it pretty simple and just, you know, um, tried to tranquilize all the guards that are in the area and then just go through the front door. <laughs> oh, so you're <laughs> a clear and breach kind of guy. Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> that's probably a smart way to do it. Um, I love that Trank gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you get used to that, for me, I was trying to just sneak past them. Uh, I don't even know if I was specifically in a hurry, more just being kind of a dick, just trying to see if I could pull it off. Um, and to varying degrees, uh, but you find Sokolov and, uh, I forget what the big thing was with him. Like, I know what he is. He's the, he's kind of the, the guy well, he, who's part well, he did. He designed the, uh, the, the Shago Hod or he the created Shago the Shago Hod. Hod. Shago Hod. The which early is, Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> it's just the Metal Gear of this game, basically. <laughs> the Metal Gear on the, it's not bipedal though. Mm-hmm. It is full-blown tread Metal Gear tank, but uh, yeah. Um, Old school. <laughs> and is he assisting you, right? They've taken him capture? Well, it's, I think the whole point of this mission is, the, is to it, it take, bring him back to the U.S., basically. Because he is, he is Russian. It's and he like wants he was, to escape because yeah. of the Cold War. And while he was there, he developed the Shagohut. That's right. Um, and so... <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then I'm trying to remember what fucks things up so that you have to leave. Uh, well, Ocelot turns up. Okay. So this is where Ocelot pops up. (laughs) First appearance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I really liked the intro of Ocelot. I also liked (laughs) how much of a fucking gun nerd, uh, naked snake shows himself to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like it because, uh, you get the feeling in the first game that revolver Ocelot 
has tasted life, you know? <laughs> and, you know, by now you know a lot about Ocelot, right? Especially, like, at the end of Metal Gear Solid 1, we know that he was behind the whole thing. Kind of more important to the whole game than, than Liquid was, to a certain extent. Um, and in the series canon, he's a very important character. Um, but, uh, but now he's young, right? And he's not quite... He, he he's kind of wet he, behind the ears i guess i would say he's very young apparently he's like sort of like a junior almost <laughs> yeah because um jack is probably late 20s early 30s in this mm-hmm. game i would guess uh trained with big boss or trained with the boss for over 10 years so he's got to be later like a little bit you know around our age um where i feel like revolver ocelot was probably early 20s mm-hmm. you know probably 24 25 something like that fucking bullshit cat call uh, I hate that cat call. He sounds so stupid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and he does that thing where he tries to, uh, he tries to get cocky with you and uh, everybody gets knocked out basically, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, that's that's kind of funny, that moment. Because that's where, like, um, Snake does CTC the way you wish you could play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, in fact, in all the Ocelot encounters, you never really see QC... Uh, ocelot and uh you always get to see it in videos so you're always a badass with him but uh <laughs> i love the chat right now <laughs> but uh but yeah uh and and this is the part where if you want to be funny you can kill um that's that's all everyone should do that <laughs> kill revolver ocelot and cause, cause a time paradox i do have it in my video i mm. i do show you how to do that but if you uh, get on the hd collection you get an achievement too so yes you do. <laughs> so i did that um <laughs> but your goal is really just to sneak away yep <laughs> that was the other thing I was trying to figure out what to do there i was like what am i ah oh, fucking i sneak away you just leave <laughs> yeah. and then you get extracted mm-hmm. like I th- it was crazy <laughs> Like it almost felt like oh, okay, that was the E3 demo, and it probably was. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's like the bit, it's like the boat in Metal Gear Solid Two. It's just the intro section. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Um, and I remember that taking me hours before, and I knocked oh, yeah. it out in about twenty five minutes this time. Um, so that was pretty surprising. Um, but uh, but and then you are sent right back in. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to remember though. As you're extracted, is is this where you discover the boss has defected? Yeah, you have this whole. It's a, it's a huge cutscene section where yeah, you oh, find yeah, out the you boss is bad. The team. Well, no, she's not bad. She's defected basically to yeah. the Soviet Union. Uh, they introduce the Cobras. They introduce the all of the these in the game. The end. The the fear. The, the pain. The um, fury. Is the fury there? I guess he is there. Yeah, they're all there. They're all there. They all say, oh, yeah, we must fight again. Just some cheesy one-liners. And Volgans is... there all yeah. bisoned up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. We'll cover him, yeah. <laughs> Volgan is hands down one of the craziest motherfuckers in these games. <laughs> He's actually a fantastic villain for the series, I think. I Absolutely he is. Uh, until he gets in the Shagohod. Before then, I was fine with him. But then he's... <laughs> That's when he gets hell? bad shit. But, um, but, uh, but yeah... And this is kind of cool, right? Because I'm trying to remember. I think you get a similar introduction in Metal Gear Solid 1. And I say this just having played it. Yeah. No, I guess in Metal Gear Solid 1, you just kind of meet the people as you bump into them, don't you? Not, I, yeah, I think so. I get the, I, 
you seem to remember though that in Metal Gear Solid 1 there is a period where you, you do sort of get a glimpse of the other characters but it's more in those sort of flashbacks yeah whereas this one it, i mean it all but had opening Shows. credits yeah <laughs> so. well it did have opening credits. it had the bomb song <laughs> oh no no I, but i mean like you know it's like and and of course uh, the actors do show up uh when when they appear on screen but i mean like you know yeah. like like opening credits like dukes of hazard style where like vulgar raven the fear you know <laughs> and betsy palmer as the boss you know like stuff like that you know uh but uh but uh it, it was a cool cutscene, and you kind of got to see this motley crew of guys that you knew, you know. I, I think to a certain extent, even if you've never played the game before, you knew these were all people you were going to have to throw down with. <laughs> so. Um, but, uh, and then you get extracted, and then your new goal is to meet up with Adam. Mm-hmm. Um. In the same area. Like, you'd think we would have picked yeah, a yeah, better area. That's, that's um, really funny. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, but yeah, we, we go back to the same area. Or, no, do you happen to crash in the same area? No. Actually, no, no, you, you, you land. Kinda, well, you kind of, yeah, you, I think you do pretty much crash next door to the, the bit. You kind of do, but uh, the boss is who really takes care of your vehicle. Uh-huh. But, anyway. Um, but you go back to the same area, which was because Kojima didn't have time to make new assets uh, for what was probably the real start of his game. Um or maybe it was the real start of the original game that was in development before he came on board and he made the demo in that atmosphere. But you can kind of tell they do this with most of the Metal Gear games. There was an area they really liked and they did a lot with it. And this is that area. Uh, but now you're going to go meet up with Adam. And you renavigate this area and it's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, I don't know. What did you think? I didn't really like going back again. It, it's it wasn't well, it wasn't as hard this time. Well, actually, well the the problem you had here is that if you play it on the well any setting other than easy, they they remove all your weapons basically for the beginning bit. Yes, yes, and that, yeah, that was yeah that was definitely one part of it. So you're sneaking for real, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's, um, it's just it's just replaying the same section but just with that handicap to it. Yeah, and I kind of didn't like it that way. But once you get there, mm-hmm. um. Uh, you get to uh, you get to meet up with uh, well no you haven't met Adam yet right you get there and there's a cutscene mm-hmm. and I forget now I'm this is where you meet Eva <laughs> right and eventually instead of Adam showing up it's Eve uh, or Eva um, and uh, and she's supposed to be your contact your your kind of defector your your double agent. Um, and she kind of gives you instructions as to, right, isn't your goal at this point to go over and sneak into the research well, you facility? A, you got a few goals. Uh, the, the, so the mission is basically uh, you know, blow up the Shago Horde, um, kill the boss, and, well, that's pretty much it. But then basically the mission she gives you is to, uh, it was basically going, you got to basically save Sokolov still. That is still one of your primary missions. Um, but you've got to go infiltrate like a base, a, a, a small building area where you think Sokolov's being held. But obviously when you get there, this is fast forwarding quite far ahead. You find out he's not there. But that this is where your instructors go to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and basically you just continue sneaking through the jungle. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I hate it. You come to a... Uh, some of these areas are okay. Uh, I, also, can you tell me the importance of the green frogs? Do you know? Uh, Other than collecting them for a trophy? Well, yeah, I think I think that you claim for a trophy. I think you unlock something as well if you get all of the frogs. Because I did, and I unlocked the tuxedo, but I unlocked like a bunch of other things. I don't know. You get the tuxedo regardless of okay. whatever you do. Um, I they do unlock something. I can't remember what. I'll, I'll I need to look that up. Um, yeah, it's no biggie. It's probably a massive list. It's pretty, I think it's just like some sort of um, camo or something. But. Uh... Um, and we should point out you unlock special camo anytime you take out, like, even if you don't do a full pacifist kill, anytime mm-hmm. you take out a boss without, uh, killing them, you, uh, you get special items, mostly camo, as far as I recall. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, so I, I just remember, yeah, especially the back area, there's this part where you've got to, like, like backtrack, I think is the only way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually you come to um, the research facility where I think Sokolov is being held captive, or you think he is. Where you go, yeah, you, you get this. Um, you get to a sort of like a. It's like a small, small little sort of building enclosure. Um, yes. But before you get there, you obviously. Um, you come across you do two boss fights basically you, okay so the pain is before yeah that structure and ocelot <laughs> right um oh wait is ocelot the first one he's the first sort of he's probably the f- first main boss fight yeah that's right okay so you know the cabin that i keep talking about where it's kind of like a back area it's actually a bonus area and there's a cabin yeah. with a bunch of weapons and stuff yeah yeah there's there's a, lot, there's a lot of sections like that and i found that and then i'm like where the fuck am i supposed to go beyond this because you can crawl underneath the cabin and there's like a side cabin that has mm-hmm. some bonuses in there as well but you don't need to be in in this area this area is completely optional you actually need to go in this little alcove that's right next to there and i think that's where you get to the ocelot fight mm-hmm because you kind of come into a clearing and ocelots there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a two-level fight. He's a little bit elevated over you. He's kind of across the way. And you guys are kind of shooting off against each other, basically. So, um, I tried throwing a grenade. It kind of works. Um, but, I don't know. What did you think of this fight, Jim? It, it was, this was, uh, it was okay. It didn't feel like anything particularly special. There was like these, there's these small little quibs in it where he's like, oh, quick draw and stuff like that. But, but it wasn't that special in my opinion. It's just basically just shooting before he shoots you. Yeah, yeah, and you could drop beehives on him. Uh, I yep. did that a lot. Uh, that's shoot his kind hat of fun. Off, which is kind of fun. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could shoot his hat off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes and picks it up again if you if you do it. That's great. Uh, um. But it does get you used to the first-person yeah. shooting mechanic. Which, That's pretty much what it was, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't gotten used to that by now, you'll you'll need to. Um, and eventually he uh, kind of says, good for you. And then I forget what causes you to fall off the the river, but... Uh, the pain, basically. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He shows up and causes yep. wasps everywhere. And Revolver does that really goofy bees. spinning of the... Yeah, <laughs> spinning of the gun. To prevent the, the bees from getting to him. <laughs> and you jump uh, and, and kind of go through a waterfall system and up in a cave. Uh, if you get, uh, if I just found it, Fred, if you find all 64 frogs in the game, you get the stealth camo. There you go. Oh, no shit. Okay. I found, I didn't find all of them because I knew the <laughs> achievement didn't pop, but 
Found most of them. They're funny because if you hit them, they make yeah. noise and wait, wait. actually divert the attention of her, uh, uh, of people. That's it's. They're very useful in the scientist area when you're trying to sneak around that. But if you play it on the 3DS version, they're all Yoshi's instead. Of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. Um, and then you're basically climbing through the cave for a very short period of time. But in this cave, there are some secret alleyways. And I think this is the one where you can get the snow camo. That yep. snow camo is key at yeah. the end of the game. Yep. <laughs> so make sure to explore this cave system. We should also probably point out that if you miss, there's, if you miss items in this game, you can't go back for them. Correct. You only have an opportunity in these limited areas. Mm. And I think, I don't even think you can get back up on the ledge once you enter the fierce area. Mm. You know, right. I was at a kind of advantage this time around because I knew what was coming up. So I knew whenever I saw a clearing, I was like, oh, I, I, you actually see me go back. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I know the fear is there. Um, or not the fear, the pain. Uh, and so when you get there, you get the pain, the bee guy. <laughs> um. And they give you various things. You get a shotgun. Uh, yep. Well, or at least you can find one. You should have an AK-47, which I thought it was weird that you were able to fire an AK-47 from the water, but not a shotgun. But, you know, mm -hmm. hey. <laughs> get lots of grenades. There's lots of items in his, in his area. Um, I don't know. What did you think of him as a boss battle? I mean, he was, there was a bit of a trick to him because basically the grenade, the grenades were obviously there on purpose because he had this habit of smothering himself with his bees, mm -hmm. which he seemed to enjoy ever so much. Um, so obviously <laughs> throwing, you have to basically combine shooting him and throwing grenades at him. So, um, And then he also had that little trick whereas if you were a bit over excessive with grenades, his bees would pick them up and throw them and back at you. And drop them with you. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. But if you went underwater, you were mostly safe from his bees. Yeah. Makes sense. That's um, kind of the real trick, really, is that you're kind of led to sort of sort of think that you should sort of stay on that platform. But the best thing to do is just float in the water. Yeah, I tended to take the water like right below his feet, and you yeah. lose track of where you were, and then just shoot him. And then once he freaked out, you just go underwater and hide. But anyway, um, so made short work of the pain, um, and then you kind of get out onto, uh, kind of come out of the cave. And you're in this first, like, swamp patrol area. And I remember this because it's the first time you deal with those hover guys. Yep, that's right. First time through, you just kind of walk through and die, or at least that's what happened to me. <laughs> and I think, I don't know, am I unique here, or did you do that too? <laughs> uh, no, I, did, I, I think you're unique there. I, I mean, I, I was oh, just okay. cautious. I just sniped them from a distance with the, because uh, you had your train gun back by this point. Yeah, um, and they, it's hilarious I, when you trank them because they fall down asleep in the water. And I think they die, so I think that ruins your passive run through. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know how you get around them I in the other event. The the what I think the way you're supposed to do it, which is what um, I did in later versions, is you if you do, you can crawl into the water and swim. You can swim below them. Oh, okay. Basically. Uh, the only problem with that is that obviously if you've got to make sure your stamina is at its maximum point, so make sure you eat first. Right, right. And eventually you will come to a clearing where you will see Eva as uh, Tatiana, the uh, the original agent who is apparently a lover of Sokolovs. <laughs> and this is the first time you get to see what kind of a, a little shit um, Volgan is, or kind of a little shit. Um, cause I believe this is the part where, um, 
uh, where does doesn't Volgan zap her a ton? Yeah, he gives a a good beating basically. <laughs> he burns her her stockings basically holes into them with all his electricity in his hands. Uh, the boss is there and she's wearing kind of this cool suit. We've already seen her with it, but she's wearing this cool like armored suit that basically makes her like impervious and she it's also electric electrified so mm. you don't want to mess with her um but not that you get an opportunity to anyway <laughs> um and then uh sokolov's there really upset over his lover getting burned and then once volgan's done with that they bring the end out i love it yeah <laughs> to kind of watch for you they roll him out in a wheelchair over the waterfront and then volgan kind of implies he's taking eva slash tatiana uh, back yep. to uh, basically have his way with her, um, whether she cares or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of, you know, so you start yep. to get the kind of, so, uh, you know, uh, sociopathic nature of him. The Maybe sociopathic is not the right word. Maybe um, um, sadist. He's, he's a sadistic person. But uh, anyway. Um, and am I correct? This is the area where you can snipe the end yeah if you are really really quick you can kill the end before well before you basically you face him and how um, qu- like is it in that area right there yeah yeah that's it you gotta you gotta be really fast though i mean i only i managed to just do it just by luck because i went back to try and replay it just to see if it was possible but you basically have to whip your sniper out sniper rifle out straight away because he's being wheeled off pretty much from the get-go so you just have to really just get it just in time. But it's quite satisfying if you do it. But if you do kill him early, Snake does that typical kind of codec call and says, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have done it properly. It's almost like Kojima trolling you. <laughs> oh, so you can't actually take him out? or you Yeah, you can take him out. Okay, and it sticks with it. But yeah, uh, but he just feels bad about it. They can't no, but they do sort of punish you for it as well. Because <laughs> if you kill him early, they place basically um, in the area you're supposed to fight him. They place the ocelot squad instead, so they place multiple snipers in oh. that, <laughs> which is actually I actually thought was a bit worse than the fight itself. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. You're kind of costing yourself a good fight too. Yeah. Um, I think the most significant part of that, though, is. Uh, um, oh, where was my train of thought on this? Um, is just that uh, I, I just think it's funny that... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. So this points out something that I really like about Jack. Mm-hmm. Is Snake, Solid Snake, is kind of a very different character than Jack. Jack tends to um, have remorse for a lot of the things he does or tends to overthink things or is torn in a lot of activities whereas um solid uh, yeah solid snake doesn't really it's his duty if he's told to go kill someone he's just like well those were my orders and that's that you know like y- you know that's that's about it you know i don't know but and so the, him radioing in and saying maybe i shouldn't have done that goofy sure um, kind of Kojima trolling you, but at the same time, it's something he would say, right? He's like, oh, I'm supposed to take on this legendary sniper, and I just, like, made it easy on them. You know, that's that's like a cockiness you don't think, I don't think Naked Snake would have had. So, anyway. But, uh, and then you snake your way through this, uh, this little mountain facility. You can get, well, not mountain facility, but it's just a, a basement area that you climb all the you know all the stairs for <laughs> <laughs> yep um and then when you get up there i'm trying to remember 
you have is this where you find the uh, the scientist area? Yeah, this is where you, you don the because you were given the scientist outfit earlier by Eva when you first meet her. And you right. can basically disguise yourself as a scientist, even though Snake is wearing his bandana still. <laughs> just, uh, oh, I have a mask. Like... I have well, the mask. You, you, so you, you don't have your bandana then. You, you look you, like Rykov. But if you, if, you, if you walk around with just the scientist outfit on and Snake with his normal face, people won't bat an eyelid. <laughs> Are you like, kidding? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not <That's> kidding. <laughs> oh, I should have done that. I didn't know that. Um, yes, there's this facility like right after this, and you basically need to sneak in there. Um, it's a little difficult. I do remember that one part where I was like, how the fuck do I get it? Right. Cause this is the first part where you find the dogs, uh, dogs really uh, yes, easy in yes, this right. game. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs are kind of a joke. They just don't trank as long. Um, but I couldn't figure out how to get through the door. I'm checking the guards for a key and everything. And all you have to do is go knock on it and they'll open the door. Um, and then I just walked in behind the guy's back. <laughs> But uh, do you know the part I'm talking about to get into this like backyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you got to basically, yeah, you got to knock on the door to get in. Or if you alternatively, you can sneak underneath the wall. There's a little gap in one of the walls to sneak. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> huh. I didn't see that. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, once you get in here, yeah, you can just walk around as a scientist, and you're pretty good as long as you don't get too close to anybody. Um, but those other scientists, man, they know you're a fraud. Yes, you got to be <laughs> um, Yeah, the the and that's one of the areas. The area right before the kind of like I don't know what to call it. It has cubicles on either side, and it has a big like radar area in the back. It's right before you get to who is the general that's there? Uh, Granin. Granin. Okay, right before you get to him, that room is a little difficult. I just got lucky that a scientist happened to have his back turned and I was through the door before he noticed me. But in that other room, there's a scientist kind of wandering the room and there is a frog there. And so if you go up and punch the frog instead of shoot it, if you go up and punch it, it'll make noise and the scientist will go check it out and you can walk around him. So that was kind of fun. But yeah, you go to Granin and Granin basically loves Mother Russia but is fearful of a nuclear war, right? This is all right. very Cold War era stuff. But he's so. also the the he's also the creator of Metal Gear technically because he's he's the one that sort of talks about like yeah, and this is where he you shows yeah, you the infamous are... Metal Gear Metal line. Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear. And you can keep looking at it. This is where the cutscenes yeah. had the R1 or the what was it left bumper probably or left trigger in the 360 version. Which, which version you have, yeah. Where you can look at the the Metal Gear bipedal tank but he i doesn't does he tell you about the shago hot or does he just tell you the concept of metal gear no he only talks about metal gear because he, he doesn't like sokolov because no, sokolov is um he's the one that they chose to design design the shago hot right. they didn't choose his design but obviously granin becomes he's more important kind of more at the end of the game at yes. least because because he's there obviously for the reference to future games really yes so anyway uh you kind of meet with him and then he gives you uh, everybody does this in this game well, you need this special key, and I just happen to have it right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you get the super special key right. that lets you get through. He goes, remember the locked door in the mountain or in the basement area? And I was like, no. But okay. <laughs> and then it shows you a camera thing of it. I was it like, actually oh, shows okay. you the cutscene. That door this was way. locked. How about that? Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a door that you don't remember. Yeah, basically. It was a very vague door. Um. 
and uh, and then you got to make your way back. And this was great. This was a shit show. I walk in there, and the scientist sees me immediately yep. and says it off. So I just exactly. I just ran out of there all the way down the mountain. Did, did you get the um, you know, the cigarettes for this bit? The ones that what they call I can't remember. They call the 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 cigarettes that puff the sort of the, the chloroform of the, the guys. Oh no, I didn't get. Did the chloroform you? Oh, that's cigarettes. a shame. Oh, <laughs> so that's fantastic. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, but sorry, I just noticed the chat. That's hilarious. That's um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, and then on your way, yeah. Sorry, Fortingard did make this. Uh, the six spray. That's what it's called. The six spray. <laughs> yeah. um, Fortingard says uh, Granin isn't a general. He's a yeah, scientist. Sorry right, about that. Yeah. Um, and then you're on your way back to the basement area. Isn't this where you fight the the fear? Yeah, that's right. Yep, this is the the predator time. Predator, <laughs> yes. Um, in fact, the achievement is called "If It Bleeds," <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, just, um, <laughs> which I like that. But uh, um, and uh, oh, what's up, Simon Belmont? Thank you for joining us. I also love that. Uh, I should point out for those of you not joining us in the chat, and why aren't you? Because you should keep us at the number one slot. Billy OK has been in a cardboard box this whole time, which I apologize <laughs> is why I haven't mentioned him because I haven't noticed him in the room until just now. Um, just kidding uh but uh but yeah um jam you were like i don't really you know the fear is not really that difficult nice. if you don't throw him the poisoned rations he's kind of a pain in the ass for me yeah i had a real hard time with him he is also one of my least favorite bosses in this game i really don't like his boss battle at all there's another way to make it very easy as well especially if you're going for a passive run if you take a fake death pill um, he will kind of like scurry up because he's kind of like Gollum, isn't he? With his like, you know, yeah, he kind of is in his <laughs> big he, old tongue. That's very Japanese, but mm, he, he scurries up to you. If you, if you take, take, take the fake death pill, he scurries up to you. You can um, wake up again with the revive pill as, as you have, and you can throw a stun grenade at him, and that can actually instantly take him down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's one way to make it ridiculously easy. <laughs> well, if you want to watch me struggle with it, you can go ahead. I had a sliver of life left when I beat him. Um, mm. But I, I wasn't doing great with life anyway, though, I think, at that point. So, but, uh, but yeah, you uh, you get through that, and uh, and I do love how he blows up and bolt darts. <laughs> well, they all, they all blow up. <laughs> they do all blow up. Yes, every character blows up. But, Did you catch uh, the expl explanation in the codex why they blow up? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you if you call, because you've got obviously your support, you've got Zero and Signet and Paramedic. I think if you call Signet, he explains to you apparently all of the Cobras have a, like a micro bomb in there. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, embedded in them. Because obviously, the first they thing he goes, why do they keep exploding? So, <laughs> um, the question every player is asking. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I knew. Um, Fortingard talks about kind of what what I was talking about, which is you can just feed him old food and let him die from food poisoning. Uh, the fear is easier to trank than shoot dead because he constantly burns stamina. It's true. That's what Jam was it's talking about. I killed him the old-fashioned way with bullets, which means I didn't even get the fucking gimme. I forget what, what camo he gives you, but he gives you a cool camo or something. He gives you uh, the spider camo. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool until you realize that it drains your stamina constantly. <laughs> so. Weird. <laughs> Just like him. Um, but uh, Simon Belmont's in the house. But uh, after that... You go through the uh, the cave system, 
and or not the cave system you go into the basement and you cross through and get to the woods area where you take on the end mm-hmm. probably the most famous uh to many maybe it's their favorite but uh for me it's just the most famous of the uh of the um the different uh boss battles yeah um which is the old man who is great at sniping <laughs> And this is the boss battle where, especially if you're going for a pacifist run, say goodbye to two or three hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, and they don't want you to save. You can, but they warn you. They're like, are you sure you want to save right now? And we should yeah, talk about... Yeah, weird, wasn't it? Like, they well, say and they, they, here's why. Mm. Um, they do it, and Billy O.K. talks about this already in the chat, is because um, you can save, and if you wait two weeks... Or mm-hmm. set your game clock ahead two weeks. <laughs> you come back and the end has died of old age. And I, this is kind of one of those times where I gotta say they were kind of, um, they were kind of being careful of the gamer's time and being a little subtle about this. So when it says, "Are you sure you want to save?" but it lets you save anyway, that tells me, okay, there's a timeliness thing here. There's some reason where I could fuck this up. And so my theory was it either discouraged you to save completely, which I, I hope it didn't do. Like it, it's seeming like it is, but I think there's, you know, if you want to save, you're going to save and quit. Um, and that either hopefully encourages you to come back to it qu- soon or to uh, what I did at the time, and uh, I didn't have him die of old age, but still what I did at the time was uh, I saved it a different slot, right? Mm-hmm. Because if he dies of old age and you miss out on that battle, you might be pissed. Um, And for some people, it was the only way they beat the end. Uh, (laughs) uh, Fortengard says this too. He says, the end is a battle I respect more than I like. I just let him die from old man balls by (laughs) safe scumming because fuck doing all of that. Um, How about you, Jim? What are your thoughts on the end battle? Uh, I, I enjoy it. I, if you play it the way it's supposed to be played, it's actually a good fun battle, actually, because it, it's spread across three. It, I think it's like the only one in like the series where it's spread across multiple areas as well. Mm. Um, so it's a lot It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if fun's the word I would use for it, but cool. If you have fun with it, that's that's cool. Well, there's a lot of different things you could do as well. Like there's the whole you can take out his parrot at the beginning, which actually makes that a lot easier because he apparently impairs his vision or something. So it's his ability to see you. But. Yeah, because you killed his spotter. Yep. <laughs> um, much. It's just weird trying to find him. I use a combination of the microphone and the motion detector, and then I look for the uh, glint of his uh, his sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a bitch, especially when he gets the jump on you. Um, and part of my methodology is to enter an area, shoot a gunshot in the air, and try to see if it triggers his... His finding you because if you go to the map, he will show up in red once he goes. Oh, I got you, you know. And even if he <laughs> yeah, fires yeah. off a shot, you should be good. The other reason he's a bitch is if he can manage to hide from you long enough, he can use the woods to gain health and stamina, but stamina much more than health. And there's no good way to range hit him. You know what I mean mm-hmm. with uh, with stamina stuff, which is why it takes so long to kill him, no kill style. Uh. For me, I and I do it in the video. I do it in about uh, 45 minutes, I think. Um, but I managed to, to get him. Once you get him the first time, if you're near enough to him, you can kind of follow the footsteps and find him again. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's particularly hilarious that I missed the shot. He got away from me, and then he was running past me, so I switched to the shotgun and shot him at point-blank range to finish him <laughs> off. <laughs> so it was, it was, it's kind of funny. So if you guys want to see that in the video, it, it's pretty good. Uh, I just polish him off at point-blank range. Um, but I was very pleased to beat the end this time around one without dying and two in a relatively timely manner especially for the video Mm -hmm. um but uh but the first time i played him and i think i'm not alone on this i you tell me if this was the case for you that was pretty much a two two hour battle yeah the first time you play it, it takes a long time yeah he's just a pain in the ass um, and some people are enthralled. Some people are bored. Some people are annoyed. <laughs> it will elicit a behavior from you. Yeah, and you will definitely. Um, am I fair to say this? You will definitely react to it. It will stick with oh, you. Oh yeah. Um, for better or worse. Um, but, um, but uh, anyway, Fortinguard says you can body the end super hard with grenades, though. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh but yeah so um and then with that um we kind of move on to uh to the mountains the mountain yes moving on to the mountain by the way just a fair warning to people um our youtube is youtube.com forward slash vgp tgs where i have the metal gear playthrough uh prominent on the front page you'll want to be careful looking at previews and sides and stuff like that because people who have already beaten this game are already putting up videos that are conspiracy theories as to lots of things at the end and of course they have spoilers in their title uh, I'm noticing yeah. this right now looking at one of them, which fortunately it wasn't a big spoiler, but it was just like, damn, man. So be very careful on YouTube right now if, you, uh, if you're if you planning to pay, play four. But, um, Me but, uh, <laughs> or sorry, if you're planning to play five. Billy OK says, I don't get the rap about MGS being movies when only four was really heavy with cutscenes. Actually, the mm. games are all pretty heavy yeah. with cutscenes, but... Um, you know, you can skip them if you want to, you know, um, so, so there is that. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think the first time through the game, it's really long because you watch all the cutscenes, but it tells you all the great story. And then you're almost tempted to jump through and play a second playthrough. Um, or in Jam's case five, because he's insane. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, so, so the mountainside, I kind of liked, uh, it was really easy to dodge guys and there were all those caves and things like that, mm-hmm. but you're basically trying to get up and, and meet up with, uh, Eva and, uh, talk to, to her key. at the ruins <laughs> to get another key. Right. And I love that because the game even makes fun of that. Cause he's I like, know, Oh, yeah. well I've got this key that Grennan gave me. And she goes, Oh no, you can't use that key. And he goes, how many keys are in this place? <laughs> 
So anyway, did you have any issues with the mountain or anything? There's that chopper watching for you, but I seem to remember. Can you shoot that chopper down? You can. You can jump in those um, guns. That the big turrets. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh, this time around, but you can. Uh, I found it really easy to move around this area, yeah. especially once you get into the trench areas. If you if you if you picked up like a desert camo um, earlier in the game, you know, this is a breeze. Yeah, I did, and so I was literally walking at these people's feet. Um, I did get bit by a rattlesnake in front of a guy once, That's though, funny. and that really fucking... Mm, that was a bad alert. Um, that did be my uh, surprise when I got poisoned by a scorpion. I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, a scorpion, too. Actually, rock, walking out of these ruins. So you meet up with Eva. She gives you the key. But there is this really cool panning shot, which yeah, I really love vista good. shots, but they were kind of rare in this era where you're looking over the whole base. Yeah. Um, so I kind of dug that, but... Um, but yeah, you walk downstairs and there's a scorpion in that first room, but there's a bunch of stuff under the bed. So you want to climb under the bed and collect all of it. And if he goes over there and stings you, <laughs> you get does. fucking poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> and the scorpions are harder to kill because you can't kick them. They'll just poison know, yeah, you. Yeah, that's what is the lazy way yeah, of doing to, it, isn't it? Yeah, you have to shoot them. Um, but anyway, uh, maybe you can stab them with your knife, but I couldn't figure out how. Um, but anyway... Uh, but when you come back, uh, there are the flame troopers in that, <laughs> yeah. those trenches. Don't get seen by them. That doesn't work out well for you at all. Um, they're easy to dodge, but don't get seen by them. <laughs> this is the only section they're in, though. This is literally the... Uh, which happens a lot in this game for an enemy. Well, it's like I think they knew you had to backtrack a bunch of... Like, you don't backtrack much in this area, but you had to like walk around. And it was really easy to get stuck trying to figure out which tunnel to take. Yeah. Um, in the trenches, so I think that's what it was. Because the X is there, but it doesn't really explain much. And then eventually you figure out, oh, i got to stand up and jump out of the trench for like 30 seconds and go through this door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, eventually you make your way down to the base. Um, am I but, correct? I don't think there's any boss battles or anything. There, there, the, the Fury. <laughs> oh, is the, fu- the Fury is in this underground area, isn't yep. he? Probably the, probably the most... I don't know. This this is the one that didn't impress me too much. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the fury is. I thought the end was, or not the end. Um, what's the next guy? The ghost. That's the sorrow. The sorrow. I'm getting if the sorrow mixed up with fight. the fury. <laughs> well, yeah. I I don't know if I call the fury a boss fight. Uh, up to the, <laughs> up next to the fear. The fury is a fucking bullshit boss fight. Um, what did you think of the fury? Uh, so the I, Fury I just, is the sorry he's the astronaut flamethrower guy with the rocket pack. He's by far the most insane character of all the Cobras because his his opening lies to you. He goes, "I went to space and do you know what I saw? Fury." It's just like what? his backstory just makes no sense. <laughs> it's just um not that not that any of these guys have a sort of like a, <laughs> but it's just, I just think it's just that's that's his like opening one liner to you and it's just it's just sets it sets the tone for really the boss fight really it's a guy that goes nuts with a flamethrower and he has a jetpack <laughs> yeah and I really had a hard time with him uh, I I had those things that you get those three vials that recover your health they may yeah. be a pickup but you only they, you only get those three in the game I think um, but they prevent you from dying they're kind of like a ration in other games yeah um, yeah. And I had it equipped, so I had to use them all. Because his flame does so much damage. And it's it's so... I was shooting him with the sniper rifle and then trying to get up and run. And, God, if you you find those controls clumsy, you will not find them more clumsy than this scene. Sniper rifle is probably the the one that does the most damage to him, actually. So it's probably a safe bet. I did end up killing him with the shotgun, though, at the very end. Uh, That's been my ongoing theme for this one. Um, Hmm. 
I do the same thing with Volgan actually, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, so, so you get, uh, I, I took out the fury. Um, I don't know what, what was your tactic against him? Really? The tactic, this is, and this is another one of those ones where may, I think the old camera angles actually, and I rarely will say this actually helps this boss fight a little bit because it helps you kind of just to scan the, the tunnels a bit easier. Uh, when, cause when it's fixed, because that's basically what this is, is it's kind of like a hide-and-seek game. He's kind of like, he's scanning through these, like, various sort of tunnel parts. And um, you got to kind of try and c- catch him out, really. And obviously the idea is you need to shoot him in the back. <laughs> oh, okay. Because um... when he catches you, then it's just a nightmare. Then he's obviously going to burn the crap out of you and take most of your health, so... Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what what happened with me. I was able to hide from him pretty well. I don't know. Like I said, if you want to see the boss battle, you can. I just didn't care for this boss battle. I didn't like the way it was framed. I didn't like the character too much, and I felt like it was really just the Koji Pro team showing off that they knew how to um, do a lot of flame effects on screen at once. <laughs> well, maybe, but it also just, it felt like oh, we need to put more boss fights in this because you know people complain. <laughs> because bosses yeah i guess the sorrow to a certain extent kind of feels that way too well um, yeah i agree but i thought the sorrow did have a cool little twist to it which i liked <laughs> yeah um so you find out that you need to um uh basically uh you find out that you need to sneak into the base mm-hmm. and is it is it up on the ruins that eva tells you you gotta beat up yep. rykov and get right. his disguise okay <laughs> Um, Rykov being Volgan's lover, we talked about this on the LGBT yep. uh, episode, but um, uh, one of his many lovers apparently, but uh, mm-hmm. but th- it's probably his primary. <laughs> but uh, so you sneak into the base, which I didn't find that hard. Um, I- there's a lot of underground tunnels and stuff to kind of help you out. Uh, and then you can play the scientist game. Uh, that is until you uh, trank a scientist and try to take out Rykov. <laughs> then you have some really awkward moments in the bathroom. Not kidding. Um, but eventually you can drag his lifeless corpse uh, up to the <laughs> locker room. And uh, you should be good to go. Um, and then you go to sneak in to basically take out... Uh, well, there's like a secret area. And when you sneak in there, you find out that you've been kind of double-crossed and... Uh, Volgan and the boss and everybody are waiting for you and you get it, captured. Volgan beats the shit out of you, <laughs> which is Yeah, you get tortured I'm, pretty yeah. rough. Um static again, so you see where Ocelot got the idea and he yeah, he is really upset that you beat up Rykov. Mm. Um Yeah, he's really upset. I'm surprised he doesn't kill you. But doesn't the boss talk him out of it? Yeah, that well, his boss and Eva like kind of stop him somehow it doesn't this this torch scene didn't really make much sense to me really because he literally volgan is on the wall path particularly like murder you but then he just sort of lets it go <laughs> so, well there's a little reason. bit of retconning at the end of the game that kind of explains this yeah but you come to find out that basically eva who is trying to get um the uh, philosopher's legacy, which I think this is the area where you learn about the philosopher's legacy. Doesn't Volgan tell you what it is? Well, before well, he tells you fully um, before his boss battle, where he does the bond thing, where he says, before I kill you, I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> yes, I do love that. But anyway, okay, so long story short, philosopher's legacy is um, after World War One, all of the major world powers, or the three major world powers, China, um, uh, what is it? Russia and uh, Russia, America, and China. 
Yes. Get together and basically get a bunch of money and a bunch of, and, and a microfilm of figureheads and account numbers that, uh, that will basically, that are basically the, the mega powers that are the lead of each leg and all this money. It's like tens of billions of dollars or hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, and he's got the microfilm. And so, uh, you come to find out that the boss never wanted it to remain in Volgan's hands. And she knew she probably wouldn't live this mission because apparently it was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. And so in this part, when she realizes that Eva is an agent for China, she needs to make sure she lives and is a backup plan in case anything happens to Jack. Um, yep. Or in case Jack doesn't react as the philosophers or that underground conspiracy might see fit. Um, I should point out, because of all the double crossing in Metal Gear 2, they really stress over and over again that Eva's like, you need to trust me. You have to trust me. Please <laughs> trust me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's great because you do, and then you find out at the end of the game you yep, had absolutely no reason to trust her. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, and you are left kind of for dead. They're going to kill you. Um, and am I correct? This is another one of those classic hide under the bed. The guy thinks you're gone. Uh, you can do that, or you can. There's a, there's, a lot, there's a few ways you can do it. You can either. Uh, you can, you can, you basically, if you pay attention in the cutscene and you go into first person mode, you'll see the sorrow hold up a little placard with the yeah. codec number on it. Oh, that's right. You can call the codec, and I forget how. Oh, that opens the door. Actually, that's yeah. what I did. That's right. That's what I did. Okay, On the door does open. Point seven five. Yep. Yep. There you go. Uh, you open the door, and then you get out. That also works for all five versions of the game, by the way. That's fantastic. <laughs> I like that. Um, but then, then you get out and, uh, and what, what ensues after that is essentially like you're sneaking, you're really scared and stuff. Um, you know, my, my joke is always go towards the sleeping dogs and make sure to hug the right. Um, but you eventually get to the sewers and then you reenact the fugitive Yep, <laughs> absolutely. for lack of a better friend. He jumped, <laughs> but uh, you really do. You reenact the fugitive. Uh, I should point out at this point, you don't have anything. I think you're just uh, you just yep. you're shirtless. Yeah, yeah, you 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 have no. Ca- it's a bit like you were at the beginning of the game, uh, where with, without the backpack, where you can't equip anything. Uh, you have no weapons as well. You have a fork. <laughs> yes, you do have a fork, and that's just in case somebody gets cross with you. Um, you know, you use that in conjunction with foul language. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, and the the only part that's kind of scary here is near the end, the dogs start showing up. They lo- they release the dogs in the sewers. Yeah. I never really had any problem with them, but they were always like on my fun. ass. Um, but once you get out of there, it's it's a really cinematic cutscene, and I actually like it. Um, but it's kind of goofy, and you end up uh, at the bottom of the river for the sorrow sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this basically is is anyone you killed in the game, including the bosses, will dwindle your health if they touch you. I managed to avoid getting touched, and then once you get to the end, even if you avoided everybody, because I didn't kill too many people. I want to say there was a handful of soldiers and all the bosses. The, um, um, the the annoying thing about this segment is because I did do a complete passive run. The bosses will appear regardless if you kill them or not. So if oh, you no don't kidding. kill any soldiers, you'll still get all the bosses. <laughs> so, Great. Um, <laughs> they're not too hard to avoid, though. Am I wrong? I didn't find no, no, any it's problems. Easy. This segment's easy. It's just it's just mild dodging, basically. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the end, you die. Um, and. You have to know on this continue screen to use the revival. Yeah, oh god, yeah, do not press continue. 
<laughs> no, because you really will go back to the beginning of the sorrow battle. Yeah. Um, I do, you tell me, Jam. This is great fourth wall stuff, but this is bullshit. This uh, back in the day, this kind of fucked me off because <laughs> I didn't have right. internet as well. It's kind of like what Fortingard was saying earlier. I appreciate the regard. Yeah. I don't like the sequence. I don't like that that's it. Because if you know, you know. And if you yeah. don't, you're just like frantically looking it up in today's day and age. And it's just like, oh, come on, man. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the same thing with the um, Ocelot, where mm. even if you pick the right gun, it shoots a blank. But if you pick the wrong gun, he kills you. Well, he doesn't kill you at the end. So, the, I thought there was a way he could kill you if he, uh, oh, if he got the right that. gun. Yeah. Um, but either way, yeah. Uh, but uh, you do have a fork, and the fork eats animals as soon as you kill them. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. That's it's like an instant eat. eat <laughs> that's good. Um, but uh, but yeah. And then um, once you get done with that, you go into the cave to meet up with Eva. Uh, she has you rendezvous at the waterfall over by where you fought the end. Um. And thus is, uh, we should point out, Eva is this really attractive blonde that is over-sexualized throughout this entire game. Ridiculously. She uh, wears a flight suit most of the time, and she unzips it to have her boobs pop out with this little, like, black bikini top. It's not a bra. It's a bikini top, like a string bikini top uh, that she leaves out. She unzips always down to the navel. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you've been following GH101, even if you knew nothing about Kojima, you do know that this is totally his style has been since the beginning. Um, well, I think the, before that, actually, no, you're right. No, he did do it before this. <laughs> <laughs> I just must remember. Snatcher. Uh, oh, Snatcher. Yeah. <laughs> Police knots. Uh, anyway. Um, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but when she, when she dry, and so Eva meets up with you by driving through the waterfall and she's soaked. Um, and you're wet too i think i mean you can swim in the pool beforehand but maybe you have to walk through the waterfall either way she just has to strip down and whether they're underwear or bikini i don't know it's kind of weird because they seem to match but i think it's just her underwear but whatever she comes on to you Mm -hmm. um it's oblivious pretty much do you have sex with her in any version of this or you you always only at the end (laughs) okay so he pushes her away um basically um Oh, it's hilarious how much she is fighting for your attention this whole game. Yeah, like a weak little lap dog. Snake. <laughs> and Snake is just... He's not oblivious. He's actually, like, just the opposite. There's another scene that we'll talk about in a second that's even worse. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, but there's... Yeah, anyway, the point is is that this is kind of like... it. It is a warm scene. But it starts off with, you know, and I think it, it does give something to Snake's character because everybody else, everybody else has slept with her. And <laughs> you yep. decide to just spend some time with her, you know, and cozy up and talk and stuff like that. I think it's kind of endearing. Mm. It's how love blooms on the battlefield. Um, but then you don't have sex and the clothes dry. And I think you take a nap. I don't know. You say. <laughs> there may or may not be a scene where she crawls towards you on all fours. Um while you eat a snake, as as Jam put it, <laughs> aggressively, and doesn't he offer her some? <laughs> yeah, he offered that. That's the best line ever. Where where he goes, she goes, you want some? And she goes, she goes, not for dinner. Well, something about not snake. They don't have snakes for dinner. She goes, right? why don't you have me for dinner or something? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh but god, <laughs> it's the hits keep coming. It's face palm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but anyway, um, 
So then, then your your task is she brings you a backpack with all your stuff, and your task is to sneak right back into the base. Sneak back into the base, backtrack again, and blow up the shagger hold. <laughs> yes, um, which is uh, it's an okay scene. I love how out of the blue is this guy often available to you, the the crazy black explosions expert. He's available to you once you start the um, second part of the game. Okay, I never used him. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I go sneak in there. Now, you can get the maintenance clothes here, which are very helpful. They are um, across from where you get Rykov's outfit. That's right, yeah. Um, and that's very useful. But uh, but it's just hilarious because you walk in there, and he's just like, Yo! <laughs> Here's what you do! <laughs> but anyway. Yes, so, you, so you take your, your heart-shaped C3. Mm-hmm. We haven't quite graduated into C4 yet. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah. And you just go slap them on the different boxes. And, of course, I got seen at one part, so I'm trying to do this while I'm seen. Um, but you, uh, when you trigger the explosion, um, you then basically... Um, it's still less pathetic than Solid Snake and Otacon ending up like a sexless gay marriage complete with a child that looks like a girl Salazar from RE4. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, so um, so this kind of basically when you go to blow up the Shagohod, this prompts the boss battle with um, Volgan, with Volgan, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and doesn't uh, Revolver Ocelot kind of try to help to make it fair? Yeah, he's sort of he's sort of hanging or hanging in the rafters, and he'll throw ammo down at you. Is that know, why he, Volgan gets all pissed off? Yeah, um, but uh, and the Volgan battle is bullshit because it's really hard if you don't know what to do, and it's super easy if you do. Yes, it's one of the. Yes, um, which is kind of again, I I gotta say I don't mind it, mm-hmm. but you think of the end or especially the boss, the best boss battle in this game, or even the Fury. Um, you know, or really any of them other than uh, not the fury. Sorry, the the fear and the fury are bullshit. Uh, the pain, like those are better boss battles, and this is just kind of stupid. Um, mm. So, what was your tactic? What did you do? Uh, I, I I donned the mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does he say? Rykov? That's right. He, you? he goes, Ivan. Is that oh, yeah, you? Ivan? Is that you? And then you can just run around to his back and shoot him with a shotgun. That's yeah. the best part. And it, you, you can take him out in, in literally instantly with that tactic. How? Well, if you if you really if you yeah if you if you if you aim at his head in the sniper rifle about two shots and because you know there's two sections this fight he does there's like a yes. cutscene midway for it now if if you're I don't know how it's in one of the versions I played it kind of glitched out because he doesn't fall for the Ivan trick twice but in one mm-hmm. version he did so oh sweet then that's so I was able to get away with it and literally fly through this boss fight <laughs> and is that the way you you basically got through this boss fight. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. The way well, I do it is I just ran around with no gun in my hand, right? Because he gets pissed off and zaps yeah. you automatically if you have a well, gun. Well, it's also the gun explodes in the chamber if you... Yes. Well, the, the ammo explodes. The bullets do, yeah. Yeah. So what I do is I unequip the gun, and when he does the electricity thing, I just run around to the side of him, and then I just dodge him. And eventually, you just keep whipping out the gun to have him do the electricity thing. Eventually, he has to go recharge. When his back's turned to you while he's recharging, I just grab the shotgun and shot that's, him. That's what I did range. on one of my initial playthroughs, yeah. Yeah. Waste that. Um, 
And again, there's the CQC way oh, of doing yeah. it, and that's how you do the no-kill version is you shoot him with a Trank gun in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've done it before. Uh, I definitely couldn't do it this time, and I remember literally having to stop after a de- – like when I tried to do that for the no-kill run because I'm so bad at CQC, I remember playing this boss battle for like two hours straight, stopping and going in a second day to be able to pull that off. So there's, a bitch. there's also a very obscure way to um, help fight him. Um, you know those glow-in-the-dark mushrooms that you can eat that recharge your batteries? Mm-hmm. If you throw them on the floor, apparently if he shoots lightning at you, the lightning will go towards the mushroom. Oh, really? <laughs> but I so that's that how you get it behind yet. the back and stuff. Yeah, I, it sounds like something that would be in there. Um, yeah, and then he has the second version where he just kind of shoots bullets all out in like a spread thing and i always had a really easy time dodging them because the other time he does it is in the first part of the battle he just shoots him like a machine gun and you just run in a perimeter and kind of dodge it but either way um uh and then uh and then after that uh, you're kind of nearing the end but you do this endless like bitch fight uh where you've got unlimited ammo set piece <laughs> and you're on eva's bike and you're just kind of driving through the base taking out guys like crazy Mm -hmm. um i don't know what you do in a no kill run i think i just like prayed what stun grenades oh you just chuck stun grenades that makes sense well Um, that and um if you want to make the cart people easier you just need to if you take out the um the side cart gunner then mm -hmm. they will never respawn Mm -hmm. because it'll just be the driver (laughs) so oh yeah um and I didn't have any problems with this when I didn't care about killing people. I just had the AK-47 just went to town. Um, eventually, yeah. you you will take on Vulgan in the uh, Shagohod. Mm-hmm. And this boss battle, some people struggle with. I didn't have any problems with it. Beat it first time. It's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's um, RPG to the treads. I think they even hit tell the you treads, to do hit that. the back. Then later, yeah. when you're on foot, hit the treads. Hit hit him with a sniper rifle. Yep. Um, in fact, the second half of the game, that's pretty much the rule is do something to disable them, hit them with the sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. Did you did you want to say anything more about the Shagohod battle? I just nah. – it's okay. I just – it's – it felt too long in the tooth and kind of stupid, especially because he's standing on top of the tank. This is what we were talking about earlier in the so show. It's ridiculous. And he like yeah. – ropes up the wires in his hands and is magically able to control the tank with it it was just kind of this weird stupid even his death is crazy over the top it's like who's afraid of a little thunder yeah right (laughs) yeah um but uh and then you think you're getting out right you uh your fingers over you get with eva oh and that was the thing so you're driving with eva and you are getting chased again you're going through the woods and you're about to get to the plane where the rendezvous point is Mm-hmm. And she doesn't pay attention to something and crashes. I remember that. Yep. And she lands and she's really badly injured. And this is where they do that fun stuff where they're like, um, you have to tend to yourself, then her, if you don't have enough yeah, supplies. And, and I had plenty of supplies. But Here comes a nice escort mission to finish. <laughs> Yay, escort missions. And boy, does she move slow, slow and stupid. You'd think this great agent would be a little mm-hmm. smoother. But um, the one thing I love, though, is there's this part where he, she goes – no, you need to leave me because she gets impaled, Lara Croft style, uh, with a branch. Yeah. And you yank it out of her and he goes, no, Eva, I need you. And she goes, y- you need me? <laughs> and he goes, to fly the plane. Yes, I need you to fly I the that, plane. I love that, yeah. 
<laughs> so terrible. But anyway, so you do these sneaking missions and you basically get to these walls where you jump up. It, it was kind of easy, but also kind of stupid for a while. It was really hard to figure out. I had to be standing right next to her to feed her stuff because yeah. her stamina is dropping. And eventually you get to the end of the plane and you are told to go uh, that you need to go fight the boss, yep. you know? And it's one of those things where everybody but the player is on board, right? Eva's like, you need to face her. And he's like, I need to face her. And when I first played through this game, I'm like, what? There's still another fucking boss battle? Yep. Um, but in the grand scheme, I think it's very good. And especially because the boss has been so important at this point. Even though you've taken out the Shagohod, the boss had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like kicked your ass up at this point. Every encounter you've had with her, she's whooped your ass. <laughs> so. Yes. And if you're not careful, she'll whoop your ass in this one too. Yep. But uh, and it's this beautiful scene. She's it's, got her yeah. white cloak on. She's had uh, her child cut out of her, so she unzips her shirt, kind of showing off her breasts a little bit. And I don't know if it's supposed to be sexual or not. I think it's supposed to elicit both, right? Maternal and sexual. Like you're supposed to kind of feel the same way you do for a mom, but also the same way you do for a girlfriend without getting weird and creepy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's kind of interesting. Like that's what Jake, uh, Jack's supposed to feel, you know, and th- things like that. I don't know what it really does. Is give her a vulnerable spot when you're fighting her. Um, and, uh, she's got this, this crazy gun, which you get, what is it the called? Patriot. The Patriot. <laughs> that's right. This crazy machine gun. And, uh, it's this beautiful field of white flowers and uh, if you if your first instinct when this battle starts after a really long speech uh, where she goes, this end is inevitable. One of us is going to walk out of here alive. One of us is going to walk out of here dead. And this is what it's come to. Um, if your first instinct is not to pause the game and turn to white camouflage, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Which you, uh, <laughs> unless you forgot to get it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have the snow, then you're fucked. You can run around the scientist outfit. Yeah, that's it kind of helps you, but it's not as good. Uh, she really can't see you if you're prone in the flowers in this outfit unless she steps on you, which she can do. Which does um, happen, yeah. But uh, what did you think of this battle? I kind of really enjoyed it. I, I loved how over the top dramatic it was as well. Like whilst when you when you dwindle her health to halfway, the music starts kicking in. <laughs> the snake eats. I song. thought that was great. Um, is it's timed as well? You only have ten minutes, I think, to do this fight. And is it a real ten minutes? Maybe it's a real ten minutes. I think so because she reminds okay. you. She says, "Oh, like five minutes left, three minutes left." And <laughs> yeah, I got down to five minutes left. I think maybe even three minutes. I don't know. I took her out first time, which I was happy about, mm-hmm. but I was down to almost no sniper bullets. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I did. I did sniper. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I think I had one, or it was my final sniper bullet that took her out. Um, but uh, um, and and again, there is a way where you see QC her to death. You can. Yep. <sighs> I don't know I how. I did do that on my first playthrough um, by, back in the day, but I've forgotten how to do it. <laughs> so. I, I, all people online say to do is to jam the CQC button. So am I correct? They, they want you to jam circle or whatever the alternative but to that is? You don't need to even do that, I've heard. It's... Um... It's, you don't you don't you don't need to jam this. You don't need to. I think you just have to press one button in a certain direction with the with the um, with the analog stick. Hmm. Oh well. Either way. I got her a couple of times when she would chase after me. The only thing you got to remember when she chases after you is, God, get that gun away because she's going to break it apart in her little funny fancy trick. But, uh, (laughs) um, but yeah, yeah, it was, anyway, it was, it was a pretty fun epic boss battle. Again, it was very cinematic. I really liked it. I think it had a good effect on the video. Um, but there is a more finesse way to go through this game that I didn't do. This was kind of more of a get it done. Remember to get all the parts in, um, 
And then you have to pull the trigger at the end. Um, I guess yeah. the game automatically pulls the trigger after like three minutes or something, but, and it makes you wait too. Do you remember that? Like you have to, it, it doesn't allow you to pull the trigger for like 15 seconds or something. Yeah. You have to, you have to give the whole like, dramatic tension. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty, it was pretty epic and it felt pretty epic when I did it. And when all the flowers turned red and stuff, it was really nice effects. Coach. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Good way to end that. Um, but man, the thing's still not over. You get in the plane, and then fucking Revolver Ocelot's got to jump up in there, and he does the the gun toss and stuff like that. So, am I correct? I thought there was. I seem to remember getting stuck on this a couple of times where I would pick the wrong gun and he would shoot me. But is that maybe that was changed in the you. subsistence version? He doesn't kill you because it's a blank bullet. It's uh... right. It was in this version, but I could have sworn that it, he it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't always a blank in. Um, in the original original version i think but it was I don't know. So. oh well um <laughs> fortingard says it's not that hard to seek you see the <laughs> boss you need to counter her grapple it's easy to do if you actually know what to look for you need to pay attention to the motion of her arm as she grapples you oh and just do the opposite direction makes uh-huh. sense um but anyway uh so either way so he jumps on this plane to take you out. He finds out it's a blank. He figures out basically he can't shoot you. And I guess out of respect, he just jumps out of the plane yep. and lets you get away. Um, but you find out that's kind of for a deeper meaning. So anyway, you get away. Um, Eva has sex with you. <laughs> I love it. That's, yeah. I mean, that is really, you guys hole up in a cabin and fuck. Um, and then you wake up and she's uh, taking the philosopher's legacy and, mm-hmm. and she tells you what she's done and tells you she's for China <laughs> and kind of explains the boss's role where um, the whole purpose of this was, um, and, and this is what I want to talk about because some people listen to this ending and don't really seem to kind of get it. Mm. But basically, um, wasn't this the government's idea the whole time to make yeah. her defect in order to get her close enough to Vulcan so that she could steal the philosopher's legacy. Yep. But then they knew they'd have to send someone in after her. That's right. She that would have alive. to take her out mm-hmm. and bring the philosopher's legacy back. Yeah. And then he's going to have to admit that he doesn't have it. Or does she give him a fake one or something? Somehow. Well, the the one somehow Ocelot somehow has the real one. Because you okay, find she out takes he's the fake a one. triple, triple, triple agent. Yeah, well, that's the after the cutscene. But yeah, so basically <laughs> Eve thinks, or Ava thinks she's taken yeah. the Philosopher's Legacy from you in a momentary act of weakness. After the whole game, basically, she's like, please trust me, you know. Um, so you get kind of, that. I think that's Kojima winking a nod from the original, or from 2. Yeah. It's like, ah, see, you never should have trusted anybody. Um and then you become big boss, right? Part of the torture was they rip your eye out. We didn't mention that, and that's where you get the eye patch and why mm-hmm. big boss has that. Um, and you become a decorated um, leader of uh, basically the special operations force, whatever it is. Um, what is it? Greyhound? Uh, Fox. Foxhound. Foxhound. Um, and... Uh, then you find out after the credits that Ocelot's a triple agent and working for the fucking CIA. I know, yeah. <laughs> and that he got the real one the whole time. And then um, you kind of learn a lot of the lead-up stuff that would later come to fruition. Um, it was a lot of like fan service to, oh, have you played Metal Gear? 
Mm-hmm. Like here's a lot of those things that are mentioned in there, and then it, there's a, there's some other stuff mentioned about Metal Gear Solid. I'd have to go back and listen. Um, and I did. I, it is on the video. I captured it all. But you basically learn that Ocelot was was behind you the whole was behind the whole thing basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah. Uh, so, Jam, anything you want to say about the different versions uh, beyond what we've mentioned already? Well, the, the I think what's probably worth mentioning is um, the 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 two kind of, there's technically two categories for this game, depending on how how hardcore. Because I know there are some people that generally are going to only want to play this on portable, and there's some people who play on on console. If you are a console person, the the best version, as I mentioned, is the subsistence version. But I am talking about the difficult multi-disc version because that the one that just accumulates everything there's a sequence um there's a few sequences that are actually cuts from the hd collection and the most notable one is it's, it's kind of like an easter egg which is when you're in jail fred if you save the game and quit and reload straight away you get this kind of like hack and slash mini game it's like oh a, yes yes but that's yes, only yes. in the playstation 2 versions of the game which is and it's a small thing but it's kind of like if you want the complete package the, that's the sort of the version you want to be gunning for. But if you don't care about sort of little things like that, um, then obviously you know you, you you can't go wrong with the HD collection either. It's fine. Um, of the two portable versions, the 3DS and the Vita version, I, I actually say the Vita version is the best one because um, despite the back touch screen being a bit of a pain in the backside of that system, um, it's sort of the it's the smoothest and kind of easiest to control. The 3DS version has this problem where the best way to play the game is with that damn analog nub, you know, the additional one. Oh, with um, the dual circle pad, yeah. Yeah, which most people won't have and do not play this game on a tiny 3DS. It's a nightmare. I have I have a small 3DS and the new 3DS, which is the XL one. It's only, it's much, you need to play this on an XL at least just because of the size <laughs> of the screen you have. Um, right. And the, playing it on the new 3DS is actually makes the controls worse because you have that little, little diddy nub to do the camera controls. <laughs> And uh, you have wow. to use the two back, yeah, the two awkward back buttons, the ZR and the ZX ones for your aim. Basically, yeah. the controls are messed up with the XL version, and it's it's just it's a bit of a cluster. So if you want the easiest control method, go for the Vita version. <laughs> so, but it's not to say it's bad. If you can get around that sort of hassle, there are some things to like about the 3DS version. Like it does put the map on the bottom screen, so you can actually see your mm-hmm. map constantly, which is good. And it actually makes that map is. Yeah, it also makes things that I never used in the actual game, like the sonar, useful. <laughs> so because you can mm-hmm. actually see it on the map. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah, which I rarely used in the actual final game. But but apart from that, that the, the, the you know you, you can't really go wrong. And, he, and like I said earlier, before some people do really like the vanilla version. I was I said it. I think I mentioned the versions version in the versions um, article that um, some people. Yes, Andy says you should do a versions for the video game. He did uh, a versions video. Well, the video is going to be very hard because um, we'll do I don't. Eventually. You can't even do video of the Vita or the 3DS or VS, version yeah. unless you mod those systems. But. And well, no, eventually it I'll do one of the others. Yeah. The HD version of Metal Gear Solid 3 on the Vita does not work in PlayStation TV. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah. But, ba- but. yeah, I mean, because um, there's some people that I think if you are a... Because I think we have some retro listeners that are kind of purists. And I think there are people out there that like to play these games in their original vanilla form before they were George Lucas and tinkered with and everything like that. And, you know... There's nothing wrong with the original. It's just it's just not my personal preference. 
I think the additional camera controls just makes this game so much more accessible to people and so much more easier to play as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, one sec. Okay. Uh, sorry. Got another show coming up. Anyway, um, yes, and I highly recommend people read Jam's article about that stuff once I get it up later tonight. If you're listening to this in a downloaded version, it's already up. Um and it's on the main page, but yeah, it's, it's a very cool game. There's a lot of nuance we didn't get to, but again, we're trying to cover this in an, in an overview. Oh, yeah. The video is live, things like that. But, um, I can see why a lot of people like it as their favorite metal gear game. So absolutely. I can totally see that too. And I yeah. think, um, I said this in the review, but if you are new to metal gear and you're not, and you're a bit scared by the whole lore and stuff, this is a great game to go into because you don't need to have any knowledge of the previous games. Yep. Um, it, 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 you can literally go into this, and I think that's why a lot of people like it. Is that I agree? Mm. Yeah, it I, has uh, Easter eggs in there for people that are fans of the series, absolutely. But you don't need to know anything to enjoy it. Yep, that's totally true, um, and probably the best part of that. So, mm. um, highly recommended. Again, our review will be up tomorrow um, or late tonight. And you've got all this, so I'm sure you've got plenty of resources for Metal Gear Solid 3 on this. But uh, remember to get going on um, on uh, uh, the first fear and um, sorry, Clock Tower, the first fear. Mm-hmm. And next week we're going to come back for our um, uh, our music episode, uh, Top Scores Volume Three. Other than a couple of requests uh, we've received way back before this was even got a date, I haven't received anything. So now's your chance. Contact GamingHistory101.com. Hit us up with something because we are doing it live. We are doing it next week, and we are making the final list uh, come Saturday. So we <laughs> need to get those votes in. But uh, anyway, in the meantime, head over to GamingHistory101.com and definitely uh, check out everything that we do. Also, do not forget to uh, check out the B team in their new time slot, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, right after us. And also, um, be sure to come join us, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on allgames.com. In the meantime, we're going to close with Snake Eater. And uh, peace out, everybody. Silence through the night What a thrill I'm searching and I'll melt into you What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme
a tree frog It's so dear, the trial to survive 